is Mark with Plot Points Podcast. Uh, it is today is Sunday, uh, December or <laughs> December, uh, December's name. <laughs> we are, I guess, in the middle of the coronavirus uh, epidemic. We'll see how it goes. Chris Styers, how yes, are you? I'm doing fine. Yeah, this is Chris Styers. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm self-isolating at home and <laughs> yes. um, wearing my mask when I have to go out. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting world. Um, m- m- as I've said before, my life hasn't changed that much, except that I can't go swimming or go to martial arts or anything like that. So, um, yeah. uh, but other than that, I've, I, I've always worked pretty much from home, so it's not that big of a change. Uh, yeah. What's great about it, uh, by the way, Chris Styers is a very successful author of um, seven books. He's got two others that are, were, I don't know, maybe the, Maybe the opening will be delayed or the, the publishing will be delayed because of this. Uh, but you were supposed yeah. to have two more coming up this summer, right? Yeah, I've got uh, six currently published and two more coming out sometime this year, Yeah, hopefully. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. Let me know as, uh, as uh, we'll celebrate it here on the podcast. Uh, Chris is also a uh, terrific screenwriter. He and I collaborate on some projects. So speaking of this uh, this situation, one of the great things is that every company, uh, streaming company on the planet is basically offering a free month or at least a couple weeks of uh, their service. And um, so have you been watching anything different uh, because of it or? Um, there's some stuff I've tried. I need to go back like the new documentary series. What is it? The Innocent Files. Ah, Innocence Files. Uh, yeah, that looks intri- that looks intriguing. Sure. And uh, I have been <laughs> rewatch binging Madam Secretary, the mm. first season. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I haven't watched a whole lot else because I've actually been reading. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, I just finished Stephen King's uh, Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, that which was made. I recommend. Yeah, it was made into a film recently. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's funny. I mean, I've been I've been on CBS All Access to watch uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery and also Picard. But I watched uh, something last night called Code Eight. Have you heard of this? No, no. Mm. What's it about? Well, it's a two-hour or so movie about a an alternate universe where everybody has certain powers, but they're not exactly welcomed. Um, so like for, for instance, a construction company might have something, they might need something called an electrical and a brawn and a TK, which is telekinesis. So they have mm-hmm. these superpowers kind of like mutants, kind of like the X-Men and, but they use them for mundane, you know, they like, they'll use them to, cut pipe or something like that. Um, anyway, it's, it's worth a look. I, uh, I, it's, it seemed to me that they were setting it up to become a series. Uh, so this would probably be considered a pilot of sorts. It's uh, getting pretty, pretty, a lot of good, um, good feedback from people. So check, maybe check it out. Yeah. And that's Netflix. So you don't even have to get anything new, but HBO's, um, free, I believe Showtime and Stars. I know Hulu has a f- uh, free offering for a month, and yeah. Hulu has a lot of the FX shows and stuff like that. So, 
it's a great time to be quarantined, I guess. I don't know what else to say about that. But. So this is Plot Points Podcast. My name is Mark Sevy. I'm with my friend Chris Stiers, who is a uh, published author, screenwriter, uh, all-around good guy, um, very talented uh, in many, many ways. Uh, are you working on anything? I mean, besides, I know you've been working on a script uh, for a little while. Are you still working on that, or have you done something different, started something different? I have come up with a new opening and a couple of things that will eliminate some of the problems mm. and I've come up with a couple I think better entrances for some of the other characters that show up mm-hmm. but uh, and this, this is week, that it's been it's just been thinking about it and not doing any actual writing on mm. it yeah yeah for myself I had to uh, I turned in uh, what I hope is the final draft of my series pilot <clears throat> before it goes out to um, some of the streaming services, uh, which who knows when that's going to be. Uh, nobody can predict when, uh, you know, when Hollywood's going to be back in service. Uh, and then I ended up having to do some consist- consistency rewrites on the Bible and the character profiles. So I turned that in. So I'm I'm kind of uh looking around, you know, to to do something else. I don't I have some ideas. Actually, I was going to re-resurrect an old script and I I just don't have the impetus forward, so I'm going to think it through, but um yeah, it's uh, it's, you know, again, it's a great time to be a writer um because you're stuck at home, there's not much you can do. You have no excuse, so you should be writing uh, is my opinion, but uh Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on to uh, you and I chatted yesterday about what our top five list was going to be, and we came up with the idea uh-huh. of a private detective TV series from 2000 to 2020 uh, uh-huh. with two honorable mentions from a different decade. So I'm gonna, as usual, uh, age before beauty. So go ahead and give me your. <laughs> Go ahead and give me your well, your, uh, your list. Okay, I went private detectives, and this was pushing it a little bit, but I included Happen Leonard because they're investigating mysteries. No, that's perfect. Yeah, they were great. Absolutely. Yep. And then I really enjoyed the miniseries The Alienist. Oh, okay. Okay, and then for other private detectives, I picked. Veronica Mars. Okay. Uh, person of interest. Oh, okay. And um, the British version of the latest Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. Oh, yeah. With, absolutely. Uh, Benedict. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Those yep. are just outstanding. They're incredible. Yeah. Literally yeah. The, the, some of the best writing I've ever seen. Incredible. Yes. Uh, but let me stop. As let me for, ask you this. Wait a minute. Let me ask you this. The alienist, wasn't he a cop? No. No. Sh- he was sh- He was working with 
the police, but he was not a police oh, officer. Oh, that's right. And one, and one of his uh, partners was a newspaper man, right, and right. he had the others, and none of them were on the force. Right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that was a good series. Okay. So, and then for your honorable mention for two two uh, detectives that were outside of the 20, 2000 to 2020 realm? Uh, you can't leave out Rockford Files. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that is just a classic. And the other one I chose was Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. We chose exactly the same for, the, for oh, that. Oh, good grief. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think it's, I think it's a romanticized, uh, you know, I, but, I mean, I also thought, you know, Columbo, uh, well, except he was a cop, but, uh, boy, those were yeah. some, ter- back then there was some terrific, uh, some terrific cops and private investigators. So, oh, all right. Yes. So, and they had, uh, more limitations on them, what they could do than or say, yeah, there is absolutely. Today. Right. Yeah. They had to be very, they had to, there was a lot more TV code, uh, stuff that they could not do yeah. back then. So, uh, those that's a great list. I forgot about Happen Leonard. I don't know how, but uh, yeah, that would have been one of mine. Um, but I picked Jessica Jones, which was okay. uh, super powered uh, private detective. Um, mm-hmm. A show called Terriers, which only lasted, I think, one season. But wow, was it fun! It was just great. Um, Monk, who. Uh, who yeah who was a cop but then when the series opened was a private detective veronica mars i definitely picked that and psych um and then the then sherlock the sherlock holmes one is absolutely has to be on the list so so that's six one how did i get six one two three four five anyway sorry i got six but if i had to take one off the (laughs) list maybe psych would come off the list and sherlock would would go on but those are yeah. yeah so if 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 you guys haven't seen any of these or or most of these i i recommend all of them i think uh they're really great person of interest was a really interesting show i really liked a lot of what they did in that show and that was jonathan uh nolan chris nolan's brother who also wrote yeah. a bunch of stuff with him so uh but yeah jim cavizio and the i can't remember the character actor who uh but uh, yeah, terrific show. Oh yeah. Yeah. So All right, so this is Pop Points podcast. We are doing a um a uh, version of this, although it's not much different from any of the other versions we do. We are officially quarantined. Uh Chris's Living, Chris is uh, about sixty miles away, and I'm uh, and I'm uh, sitting here in front of uh, a bunch of people walking on the street in in uh, in in blanket disrespect for the uh, per, uh, the uh, di- social distancing. I don't know what those people are doing, but all right. And uh, let's see. Uh, so let's move on. Um, instead of doing a writer profile this uh, this podcast. We decided to do a few. We're getting a lot of feedback on they want people want some answers to some questions. So, Chris, you want to run some of those past me? Well, yes. Uh, you're going through right now the uh, you said the pilot process mm-hmm. um, for your um, for your series. Hopefully, that gets picked up. But submitting any script. 
script to an agent, a production company, what's the process? What happens when you give your 12th version <laughs> of your screenplay that you finally think is perfect to somebody who might actually be able to get it made? Mm. What, what's the process? Yeah. Um, well, the, so different. I don't know if it's different for features uh, than it is for for series tv series but because i don't have any direct experience with tv series yet but uh right now it's pretty much the same process as you send it to an entity that will read it and judge it uh sometimes they give it to a reader to do coverage which is basically somebody you know who who is either in the business or wants to be in the business they they read it and do a report on it if it's favorable, then they'll push it up the ladder. Um, it goes to a, either a producer or a TV executive. Uh, that They look it over. Uh, they First of all, they'll look over the coverage. If the coverage is positive, they'll look over the script. Uh, if they like the script, then it begins a process of taking it up the ladder to their bosses. So it starts at the very bottom. I mean, unless you're somebody like Aaron Sorkin, who gets an, I think, an automatic read on anything he produces, uh, you basically have to start at the bottom of the, the food chain, which is a reader. Uh, they will judge it based on, hopefully based on criteria that, that makes some sense. Sometimes it's arbitrary. I used to be a reader for an agent, and there were plenty of stuff. There was plenty of stuff I didn't like. But some of it was just, you know, my opinion. I, it, it is a, a very subjective business. But so anyway, from reader to executive from or producer or production company. It depends on where it goes. If it goes to a production company, like, uh, for instance, um, uh, just name one. I don't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but they will, they, it's a shorter distance to the top because usually it goes from reader to the, one of the producers, one of the owners of the company. If it goes to a studio, it may take a while and it may go up through several hands before it gets to somebody who can make a decision. And then hopefully they call you in for a meeting, uh, uh, you know, let you know that they're interested. Uh, you, you know, then a, an attorney or an agent will get involved and do the negotiation. And, and then, I mean, it's such a long process. And then after that, if it's a, a TV series, they make a pilot a lot of times. If the pilot's successful, they make a series. Um, if it's a movie, if it's a feature, a lot of times they, uh, they'll, they need to get a director or an actor or somebody involved. And so they'll, they'll start sending the script out uh, on the basis of what they feel is uh, their coverage and, and see if they can get uh, what they call an element. Somebody who's, who can sell a, script, uh, sell a movie like a director or an actor is called an element. And so if they get a director and an actor attached to the screenplay, it's much easier to sell. So, but it could all take, I mean, I've been working on this pilot for 17 months and it's still at the middle state where we're still trying to take it up the ladder. So this next stage will, will determine if it has any um, efficacy or not uh, for production. But, but yeah, that's why I kind of like B movies is because boy, it's so much easier you, in a bit with a B movie. A lot of times you go from, Hey, let's make a movie to six months later. It's being released. Um, but with wow. big, big, but yeah, with big budget films, it could take two. Uh, I remember reading about uh, the movie enchanted. It took, um, I think if I'm remembering it correctly, it took two years just to do the special effects in that film. So, 
you know, in the meantime, you're either working or you're not working, but it takes, sometimes it takes a long time for a movie. Uh, TV series these days are not quite as bad. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty lickety split compared to that, to that kind of thing. So anyway, it's a long ass process. So don't stop writing after you, even after you sell something, keep writing. Okay. Now, you're at the bottom of the heap. You can't make any of the jumps. So your screenplay is going to a reader. Right. How many how many screenplays is that reader looking at? Yeah, and that's a problem because um, there, it could be in a month. It could be hundreds. So, oh, good grief. Yeah, and uh, they get paid for it, but it's still, you know, yeah. they still have to open that. And the, they can't really fake it. Because they're supposed to – I kind of call them like book reports. They they read a script. Uh, they recommend the writer the the script. Like sometimes they'll recommend the script on the basis of a concept. Like you have a great concept, but the writer is kind of inept, and we don't want to really involve the writer in it, but we should buy the script because of the concept. Or they could recommend both. They could, or they could say, "Well, the the concept ain't that good, but this writer is terrific, and let's hire him down the road for something else." So, um, the, I mean, the best of both worlds is reader. Uh, the reader recommends a writer uh, and the script, and that may be the fiftieth script that they read that week. Or, I mean, it 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 really does. Uh, there is an overwhelming amount. I, I tell this story about. I wish I could show it visually, but imagine. Imagine a living room, a, t- a typical living room, uh, but double it because it, I went to this production company and that was in a house in Santa Monica. And uh, I walked through the door and the, the living room and dining room were, and kitchen were combined into one big room. It was like an a, like a open floor plan. There was yeah. a stack of scripts from the front of the door to the kitchen at the back of the house that were waiting for people to come and pick them up for uh, recycling. That's how many scripts they had. It must have been three, four hundred on this on in this room. Uh, and I said, "How long? How many? How many months have, has that been gathering?" They said, "Oh, just a couple months." So these people, you know, you got to remember, there's a lot of people that want to do this. And uh, so anyway, it, it's one of those things. I, that's why I tell my students. You need to have every scene you write speak for itself and you have to because people go through this stuff so many so many people put in the spitting cat scene or the spitting lieutenant scene or the you know the whatever I mean when I, sometimes when I watch TV series or, or movies and I see the same cliched scenes over and over again I think don't you watch anything don't you understand how how, how tired that that is so anyway. So it's a long-winded, uh, long-winded uh, explanation to say they they could read upwards of hundreds a month with without any trouble. Okay. You know, thirty, forty a week at that no with no problem. Um, another question for you: um, There's a lot of screenplay contests out there. Mm-hmm. Are they worthwhile submitting to, or Absol- are you just spinning your wheels? No, absolutely. That's a great question too. Um, the the reason they're so good, they're so uh, well. First of all, so okay, so you're a you're a new writer. Where exactly yeah. are you going to send your your material? The answer to that is nowhere. Nobody wants to read your material because they don't know who you are. You don't have any representation. 
you're not known for having uh, written a great script. So the only place you can get any exposure these days is to send it to a contest. And a lot of times they tap uh, professional people to read these scripts uh, and judge them. So you may run into, um, you know, you may run into uh, uh, somebody who really likes who you are as a writer uh, and want to sign you or want to read your other, your other materials. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, there's a lot of crap out there too. So be careful with the, uh, there's plenty of places to go to find out what's a good contest and what's not a good contest. So off the top of my head, uh, the best, the biggest one is Nichols. That's uh, through the Academy Awards, through Oscars. There's Blue Cat. There's, uh, there's, uh, uh, God. You know what? I'll put a link in the show notes to, uh, to uh, contests, but uh, there's some great ones okay. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason you do it is because of uh, exposure. You can't get exposure almost anywhere. Nobody will read your, your unsolicited material. Period. Okay. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Um, you're in the process of doing this pilot for, what, 17 months working mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, you've made it to the point where somebody is definitely interested. Yes. Now they're reading your script and sending you notes. Mm. Some good, some bad, some head scratchers, maybe. <laughs> How do you how do you react to notes? I mean, these are the people that want to make the thing you wrote. Yeah. How yeah, do you, you respond to the? Do well, you have to respond to their? Oh notes yeah, no, there's ignore them. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, you, the thing is, um, there's no good way to answer this question uh, except to say you need to be responsive to whatever anybody. Look, the the people who are sending me notes at this point are people who want to take my script into a production situation. They want to take it to HBO or Stars or Showtime or who knows. Uh, if I don't satisfy them, they're not going to take it anywhere. That's the bottom line. So yeah. what do I? So what if they come up with something that's so arbitrary it's ridiculous, uh, which hasn't happened, by the way. I, oh, boy, the notes that I'm getting are just terrific. They're really, really good notes. They've made a much better script out of this. Uh, but what happens if it's like, can we change the main character from male to female? Uh, well, no, because it's called him. You know, it's uh, the series is called him. Uh, so you want to call it her. Well, so you, I think you, you have to take a step back at that and, and maybe initially object to it and say, well, wait a minute, here's the problem with that. Um, but if you can't, if they say, no, we thought about that and we still want it, then if you're absolutely opposed to it, you have to come up with a very cogent response. So you just say, okay, let's, uh, let me work on that and I'll get back to you. But I don't, I don't know that there's anything that can be done if somebody says, um, you know, we have to have it this way or we won't sell it. Uh, they're going to get their way. I mean, I don't, you, you do the best yeah. you can. I mean, your job is to make, your job is to create the thing, but also to make it as saleable as possible. So you pick your battles, you you fight the the good fight if you can, but you don't get you don't get an attitude. You just use your you know use your communication skills to communicate why their note, uh, this particular note, would be a good or a bad uh, thing to do. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I 
honestly, I've been through this battle with, I've, you know, I've sold how many scripts, 34 and done 19 yeah. features and I've done notes, mm-hmm. uh, not, not on a series, but boy, there's, there's been some really arbitrary bullshit notes that have been handed to me. Um, and you know what, at the end of the day, it's really kind of like you, you just do what they say and then move on. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, call it a day here or an afternoon or a morning. Uh, we are, uh, I'm with, uh, this is Plot Points Podcast. You can reach us at 919 Scripts if you want to continue to ask these questions. Thank you, Chris, for for uh, going through the, the list of those and picking out some good ones. I really appreciate it. Um, okay. And uh, as right. always, I, I extend my, my heartfelt appreciation to Chris as a, not only as a co-host and a collaborator, but as a person. He's really, uh, I, I wish you all had a friend like Chris. That's how much I appreciate uh, who he is. So. Well, I appreciate you too. Oh, thanks, and Chris. all your contributions and just the BS we get into. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I wish we had some time to talk about Oli, but we don't maybe, uh, maybe next podcast. Uh, we, we had a little, uh, zoom session with a friend of mine, Oli Sasson, who's a terrific director, writer, producer. Uh, he and I worked on a couple if, films. If you find the link to that folks, Check it out; it's worthwhile. Yeah, he's he's great. Anyway, uh, for for myself, for Plot Points podcast, which you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts and PlotPoints dot com and nine nineteen scripts. For myself and all of and all the people in Orange County screenwriters and my co host Chris Chris Styers, be inspired, do good work. Thank you.